Stay tuned on RadioVegas.rocks after this show for Kevin and the Grungy Faucet. Um, there's just a lot of great content blowing up at RadioVegas.rocks, and we want your community involvement. You can go to RadioVegas.rocks or RadioVegasRocks.com. Either way, there's even a PayPal donut. There's a PayPal donut button to help us PayPal keep donuts. this trucking around, what you witness around us. Yeah, so donut us on PayPal. And it helps this. It helps support indie radio in your town. What up, Lacey? Thanks for hollowing, hollowing in the chat. Anyway, I'm just, every word's gonna end with like the wrong letter or two today. That's just the day we're having. So, that's right. Oh! It's greasy conversation, the talk show. On RadioVegas.rocks. Oh man, someone turned the echo down just for my channel. <laughs> We're here. There we go. Whoa. I see that you overdo it when someone like turns your echo down and you, you don't have it when you want it, and you overcompensate. It's like a, a moral that we're going to apply to something. I don't know. <laughs> but first of all, we've got a deep dive into some dank news. Yeah, that's the submarine of, of news. Today, it might be the submarine of justice. Because, like, okay, normally we don't want to do anything political, too political, um, and alienate anyone. And normally we don't want to, uh, um, like, uh, take away from this being an escape from, like, trendy news. Stuff that's, like, the news everyone else is talking about. That usually is, like, isn't not dank enough for us. Oh, you mean the horrors of the world? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, one horror... I have to bring up bonus and just front load it, even though we've talked about it a little bit each episode. It's not like I'm just waking up to it. And also, partly there's a layer of bragging because I totally called it on one of our articles today, or we did. It was probably a scoop of yours that I'm claiming credit for. But there's now uh, like a hundred scientists that have spoken out against how like uh, logically incorrect and like not just mathematically or scientifically incorrect, but even just like raw logic. It is incorrect to have uh, um, systems that look at someone's um, face or system or like deals of their demographic or just generally calculate their recidivism because you're assuming that this one person is going to keep committing crimes or be a criminal uh, after one indiscretion just because of factors that are out of their control. And so we were talking about racist algorithms like a, a handful of episodes ago and like that being a thing but not knowing what we can do and now there's like a, a bunch of scientists stepping up about it yeah it was, it was like I just a thousand spotlight that. it was like a thousand experts what happened was this these people like developed an algorithm uh and it's not the only algorithm said, like this either. yeah that they said they could like by looking at someone's by looking at a picture of someone they could uh determine their criminality <laughs> just okay. based on and uh and then so all these people from like uh, AI and people who deal with algorithms and then criminal um, like experts in the judicial system basically said that like every step of our judicial system just has some type of bias and like we all know that like there's it's definitive you can't like argue it so there's no way you're ever going to make a an AI an that algorithm that can like it. Yeah. yeah, like we aren't like minority report. No, it, it, it goes against people being treated as individuals. 
Because it's like we don't all want to think we're our parents. Well, I mean, that kind of it kind of <laughs> sounds like debunk science. Like what? What was the word? Phrenology? You know, where they used to study That's the exact- size of people's skulls. Dude, I exactly referenced that. Yeah. I have to soundbite that because, or not soundbite. I probably should soundbite it too. I had to stinger that extra because, like, that was the first word that popped into my head when yeah. I heard about that. Ah, that's like the perfect thing to bring up. Phrenology is like just widely debunked. Like we think of that as like, uh, like wow, people were so dumb and Backward weird back science. in the day. Yeah, yeah like, we think about like bloodletting. We compare totally, to that. totally pseudoscience. Yeah, totally. And that voice, of course, is Aaron Archer, who's joining us today. Hello. Um, we don't. Uh, we tragically don't interview very much, because uh, so, like I think that's awkward to listen to. We just like to hang out with our guests. But I want to front load the plug that part of the reason Aaron Archer is here, uh, not just because you're an old friend, I'd love to yeah. have you on the show anyway, I'm, I'm glad it happened anyhow, but you've also got a single coming out, or that's out. Merchandising, yes, I have yeah. merchandise to hawk. And cross-promote. Yeah, oh, yeah. cross-promote. Yeah. So uh, let me plug that real quick. Totally. So um, I put out a single a few weeks ago, um, so the idea of being a music collective with local people I know, it's called the Fremont Singles Club. Nice. I, I thought it was pretty yeah. clever. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that. And then uh, the first song, I, I actually did entirely myself, but um, it's a naughty country song called Boulder Highway Hooker. <laughs> and it takes a geographic tour of uh, that vaunted highway from north to south. Nice. And details uh, a local, uh, local lady's travels along that road. And uh, it kind of sounds like Johnny Cash. And it's very tongue-in-cheek, but it was a song I threatened to write for about 10 years. It was a yeah. running joke among friends. I'm yeah. going to write a song called Boulder Highway Hooker, right? <laughs> it just do it. rolls off the tongue well. And then I sat down around in 30 minutes. Yeah, and it's got that homage to the local town situation going on. Yeah, so too. name checks. Let's see, the Castaways, <laughs> Samstown, the Killers, Sportsman's Inn, Joker's Wild, all <laughs> the all the terrible casinos along Boulder Highway. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mean terrible like you shouldn't go there. I mean, it's just a very different experience on the Strip. The Lucky right. Cuss Hotel, Brandon, yeah, yeah, the Lucky Cuss Casino that doesn't exist anymore. The Lucky Cuss. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, put that out on Bandcamp. Um, it's on Bandcamp under my name, Aaron Archer, spelled A-A-Ron. And I got the second single lined up that I did with another friend of mine. And the idea basically just to have recording fun with friends and try to write a song and get it all recorded one day and just throw it online. It's cool. Sweet. That's been on your mind. I've been thinking a lot about collabs lately too. And like trying to get myself uh, motivated on catching up on a couple that I started that I need to follow through on. Um, Jeremy, Billy, <laughs> Allah. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, we need to do some, throw some, throw each other something too. Yeah. I mean, I, do that with I, I just see like. so many friends that, that have a lot of talent that, um, Aren't, aren't pushing it hard enough just because life circumstances For sure. life gets in the way creativity so it's just kind of hey let's go have some fun and I want to Phil Spector it up and without the murder mind yeah, 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 yeah. but uh, the songwriting <laughs> totally. and, and playing the music and, and the, the spiriting collaboration yeah that's so cool you no know, just write a song geared specifically towards someone I know oh that's such a cool something concept in their wheelhouse yeah yeah it is I, I like the, the challenge too of like thinking about other people's wheelhouses and thinking outside of your own comfort zone yeah. In writing, like definitely have to push myself to do that more. And it like gets you out of a rut too of doing stuff in the same key or whatever. You're well, you know, stuck doing. like I, I write songs that I know are definitely fall under my own banner, what have you, uh-huh. um, you know, rock, pop, whatever. But then yeah. I, I write other songs that don't sound anything else like it. And I wrote a naughty country song and it's like, I can't just put this out on me. It's too weird. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's off brand. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> off brand. Well, it's, it's just like, okay, that'll be a side project. Mm. I'm kind of like that with uh, uh, Greasy Conversation and woz.lol because I have all the hard techy stuff that's like fun and inclusive tech 
but like you see the guts. You have to care about the guts of things to really get into uh, WOZ.LOL, or at least like love gear enough that it's uh, nudity pleases you too, even if you're not going to do the electronic stuff. But it's also family friendly. Where greasy conversation never gets that heady uh, and never goes that like deep into anything. Mm -hmm. But it's also like not family friendly either. Maybe it's just like maybe I'm just saying that brand is like worse in every way, but better <laughs> for a lot of people, and it like lets me spread my wings more with. Uh, talking about stuff that's not usually my wheelhouse and react to things. Yeah. It's fun. It's the reactions genre uh, I freaking love. So this turned into like a cross between um, like off-kilter news and reactions uh -huh. genre-wise. But it's fun also to grab buddies and have them react to stuff with me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what's going on with this. And uh, the way you can involve yourself listening at home or in the car is you can go, not while driving, to greasyconversation.com, click on this particular episode, and it's probably what you did to be watching it anyway, but there's a link to Aaron Archer's SoundCloud where you can cloud him down and follow for more. And also a link to our live news doc here that we're going to be pulling articles from today where you can double-check our research and see the links that we linked ourselves to you from and so forth. And on that note, do you have another piece of dank news? Yeah, we can jump in it. So this is a game I found out you can play. You can just uh, type into the old Google, Florida man followed <laughs> by your birthday. I did this because Waz and I are, have the same birthday and it was recent. Yeah, so. we're, we're birthday twins. Oh, that's right. Happy birthday, Laz. Yeah. Thanks. But to both of you. Yeah. Thanks. We had it uh, like hours apart. We came into this world. Right. On other sides of the planet, probably. No, I was um, down the street because yeah. you, you were here, right? No, I was born in Texas, man. Okay, so yeah. it might as well be a different planet entirely. Right. I was born down the street in, in so California. So for this, this was June 25th. Birthday. A gentleman in Florida called into the uh, the probation office where he was supposed to go in for his like weekly meeting or whatever. And he uh, did a bomb threat because he didn't want to go. As you do. Right, you know, which is like... That's the best way to get out of anything is just, like, do a bomb threat at that location. So, of course, they, they have to evacuate. They get, like, a canine to come in and sniff it out and see if there's any. And there's nothing, of course. And then so he was due it, like, in the evening, and he had called in this bomb threat earlier in that day. So the probation officer called him up because he still didn't show. Yeah. And he should have showed because he wouldn't have known that there was, like, a bomb threat, right? And then he just admitted it. Oh, man. <laughs> just all casually, like it's not a big yeah. deal. Like, he just admitted it because he didn't want to go. Like, man. Oh, Florida, man. Florida man is fucking great. That's the humidity down there. It drives people crazy. Yeah, it must be, man. That's a great excuse. I lived there for about six months. It's, it's a swamp. That's oh, all you can man. handle? That's exactly what it is. It's a swamp. I yeah. feel like I got an unfairly good view of Florida because I just got flown to, like, a... The, the beach area, the, like Miami Beach and stuff. Yeah, that, that's a very it, different view of Florida. Especially because it was just like a, a work thing. Mm -hmm. So I just got like the, the work visitor treatment of like everything being all set up for you. I didn't have to hassle with much. Just got to look at some like little islands floating in the water all magically. Like most of Florida doesn't get that. No, you get like you got to stop traffic because there's a gator crossing the road. Okay. Yeah. A meth gator. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a thing. Dude, we, we reported on that. <laughs> yeah, meth gators confirmed. Eyewitness. Because we were talking about that being an issue. 
because we're like a wildlife news podcast too. <laughs> it's in the hashtags. We keep talking about animals, so I'm like claiming it. Yeah. I, I'm animal, the most prominent wildlife podcast in Las Vegas, I declare. <laughs> Confirm me wrong. There was another. Oh, yeah, this one. So apparently, I think this is also in Florida. There's a people that steal like baby crocodiles from the parks where they're at. As you do. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, no, this one is in Australia. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's like so, the, the other. Um, yeah, it's like the <laughs> that's Florida like, of planet Earth. It's like the, the Florida of the Southern Hemisphere? Yeah. yeah. It's like the nation, Florida's sister nation. It's like Florida's Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I just bring you up Arizona. So anyway, it's kills like me. In, a, in a month, this park is missing 59 baby crocodiles. And the little babies are kind of cute, too. Yeah, let me so, show you the cuteness. But you ask, why would someone steal a baby crocodile or multiple baby crocodiles? Because you can sell them for a couple hundred bucks on the black market. And apparently there's a huge uh, baby crocodile black market. So Wow. But, man, it's one of those things that, like, really sucks when it's not a baby anymore, probably. Kind of like tigers. Yeah. <laughs> if, 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 if you watch the, the Tiger King, you know, they only make money off the, the cubs. Yeah. Or that's where they make the most money. For sure. Oh, man. I still uh, have not seen that. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta indoctrinate you. Okay, if you want to hear a bunch of my opinions on Tiger King, check out Two Clueless Dudes. It's every Friday, but if you go to twocluelessdudes.com, T-W-O, it's another podcast I produce, so you know you're going to like it, and uh, they make me talk a lot in it, so it's like having another show. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> but it's it's awesome, and we've, we got Mike converted to, uh, like, the guy... Um, I'm spacing on everyone's name today, but like him is kind of like an anti-hero. Joe Exotic? Yeah, so Joe Exotic, I'm not going to say he's a good guy. But I like the either. way it's edited. <laughs> no, obviously not. But the way it's edited, you you like end up rooting for him as a character and not as much as a human. Yeah, I mean, he's very much a character in the series. Do you feel like um, his injustices towards animals aside, he was framed for the no. murder conspiracy thing? Oh, well, in terms... Murdercons? No, it's likely he, you know, tried to set that up. I mean, that looked like a really half-assed plan how it was presented, and he seems like the kind of guy that comes up with half-assed plans. <laughs> but um, very valid. But I, I, I was around a, a tiger trainer a lot when I was a kid and a teenager. My aunt was in business with one out in Pahrump. and what you see with them is it, it takes a lot of money and upkeep to keep tigers, mm. and the tamers tend to get really complacent and fed up with it over time. That's what I'd imagine. And they, they start taking it out on, on the animals. So I could, that's most likely legit with Joe Exotic, you know, not treating them right. In that story he said about the two um, chimps he had that were always separated by a cage and in different cages, and he just complacently had them there, was busy with tiger stuff. And then when he gave them up to a zoo, they, like, hugged each other and were best friends that were, like, kept apart. It's like so tragic. That series was a blur for me. There's just so many shocking things all yeah. at once. It's like the uh, the the Arizona of Florida, if you will, <laughs> of shows. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. It's funny because like uh, I will for sport argue about how he was framed, but then like Phil on Two Clueless Dudes brought up a very good point that like um, the most I've got with that is that uh, the plan was presented to him. Um, by someone that like owns his place. He wasn't owning it anymore. Uh. 
and he like signed off on it. He signed the check, oh, but didn't the, put any the, of the plan together. The hit plan? Yeah, the hit plan of Joe Exotic against Carol. Um, it hella seems like that that Vegas dude, the like Hurley-looking older fella. I forgot his name. Anyway, I'm all pointing at you like you would know, know the name like of the know. characters. So anyway, he owned the place at that point, and it seems like he had it perfect to set up Joe Exotic to like take the fall. Oh, that guy named Jeff the, from Vegas that, Jeff. that bought his ranch? Yeah. Exactly. So it seems to me that Jeff put it all together, but also had it planned that his friend would do it by not doing it. Well, I, I just love that, yeah, that Alan, you know, took yeah. the money. Yeah, I'll do the hit and fucks off to the strip club. Exactly. <laughs> and that was probably his plan all along, and that was probably all Jeff expected him to do. Yeah. Just that there would be all this evidence of this hit thing that Joe signed the check for. So I feel like that framing happened, but it's like hard to, uh, it's still, still the same, it's still the same law broken, really. I'm sorry to give you this diversion away from racist AIs. <laughs> well, that's the thing is I, I can't just dwell on that because it's, I don't want us to just think about all that we can't do. I just, it's one of those awareness things. Like we should all be aware that there's racist AIs in the criminal justice system and we need to look out for opportunity to, to really vote that kind of thing out and really voice what we can when it's something that we can actually like, we shouldn't be like looking the other way when there's anything that we can do about it. Obviously I have no idea what to do about it now besides telling everybody to look out for it. And it could also, maybe it could be uh, part of your legal defense. Um, since there's all this evidence about it now, if you're in a situation where you're brown and black and might be treated like you have a higher recidivism through things completely out of your control, there's science to back you up that you need to make sure your lawyer has something that knows about. And then you could probably tell any friends of yours in a similar situation, this is available to them as a legal defense. So I guess that's the most I can think of doing for I that. Think, I think we should... Awareness. Uh, try to get the AI put into like a Terminator body, <laughs> and then we can kill it. AI jail. Right. I, I, I'm just wondering when, you know, when and if the singularity actually happen you know where ai actually becomes self-aware oh it's such a fun question uh what are your thoughts on like how far we might be from the singularity uh, you you know it, it, a lot of scientists occurs while what have you pause it it's uh, you know always 10 20 years ahead of us but that goalpost seems to keep moving yeah for sure um you know i i don't know about the competence of, of humanity actually being able to achieve a true ai, AI but that might be for the best mm -hmm. or our saving grace Oh, man, that's I like that thought a lot. That like, who knows if it's really something that can happen within a million years, because our sentience took what several million. Uh, yeah. it was definitely a gradient. I feel like a certain amount of it has already happened. So we're kind of taking for granted the fact that we're in the first hundred years of intelligent technology. Like we have yeah. smart thermostats mm -hmm. and that amount of smartness that we've had. We've only seen in service animals historically before. That's significant because, I mean, we can really bond with some of the dumbest animals. I mean, keep, it goes without saying that dogs and cats are pretty smart and pretty sentient, pretty aware. They're emotional, all that. But I think that exists in a lot of dumber animals until you get to, like, reptiles, which seem to just be like a barrel of nerves. And people will still bond with them. And there's definitely AIs we interact with every day that's smarter than like any lizard <laughs> for sure as far as like input output processing you know, one thing I think about in terms of our actual sentient AI is like would it be benevolent or malevolent you know malevolent is obviously your your Terminator scenarios uh -huh. right 
benevolent, though, would be, okay, I'm going to try to put the human race in order. Um, something that popped in my mind is an old Bowie song called Savior Machine. It's off the Man oh, Who Sold the World album. And it's a song about an AI that basically governs humanity, you know, for its benefit. But it's basically saying, don't trust me, don't believe in me. You know, I'm eventually going to destroy you mm. in the name of protecting you. Yeah. Oh, damn, that's gnarly. There's always that worry that uh, something programmed with the general intelligence to just have a goal of helping humans could, like, decide a whole swath of them should just be wiped out to help them all. Yeah. And, like, we don't do it that way. We've found we have our benefit of, like, um, thousands of years of world history and like what doesn't work for the benefit of what, what feels innately like yeah world history's gone so well for us hasn't yeah. it? right <laughs> like if AI like scooped on some world history they're gonna be like well of course I'm gonna wipe out a good segment of you to save you that's like, yeah that's risky too <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those things where like we have to kind of program a certain amount of morality into these AIs just like we have to with our children children take longer and longer to gestate as our lifespans increase and it's one of the advantages that humans have as like a pattern following animal we have like crazy long gestation periods because there's so much knowledge that we have to put in manually into people because it changes too fast to put it in genetically and now you end up with 30 year olds living with mom yeah it's okay that's what i'm saying is that like you 30 somethings living with your parents are are actually more evolved in a way because if you're having a longer gestation, it's because you're getting more modern knowledge rather than these species that come out walking, but it takes millennia for their genes to pick up new innate traits. Whereas they're just, if they're trained, they can train fresh every generation. And that's supposedly where music came from too, is it locks music and dance together because they used to be considered the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, dance was just body music that you looked at. It was just eyeball music. So you engage your whole brain when you do that so you can store memories uh, distributed in your whole brain so they're in there better. So you'd make a song and dance about like where to go to get firewood or this is how you kill this animal or this is how you make this shelter. And the song and dance would help the memory lock in Mm -hmm. to the whole brain then for generations. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Singularity. Do you think we'll get... To a point where we do like, uh, oh, what the hell do they, can't think of the word now, but where we basically start modifying like post-humanism. Oh, or we start like, like cybernetic enhancements. Yeah, like that. like that type of stuff or like transferring consciousness. I'm actually game for that kind of stuff. I know, right? You know, like if it was legit and actually function as advertised, you know, in, in sci- science fiction fantasies, then it'd be something worth, worth investigating. I totally appreciate that you brought up that point because it was something I was thinking about earlier with this that I believe we're kind of already cyborgs because if you think about how difficult it is to exist without a phone to the point where our previous president decreed a human right Mm -hmm. that like born as American you get to at least have a phone that can do some texts and some phone calls. Yeah. And so you're not like a complete human without this at least bare minimum cybernetic attract. Uh, it, it's thing just that, not integrated in our body yet. right? No, it's like it, an external. Yeah. And that thing can call anyone else in your country for free. It's not the whole world, but to talk to your whole country for free, you're just born with that. Right. And this, like that's pretty cybernetic. Cause you're not born with the ability. You're just born with the right. So it's like, we think that you're not all the way our species without this enhancement that you have to charge 
every few days. Oh, yeah. Every few days. If you can't what get... What kind of phone are you running? That'd I know. One speech charger. I'm talking about that Obama phone. Oh, you, okay. ain't, you ain't going on Facebook on oh, the yeah, Obama yeah, yeah. phone. <laughs> so, like, that's a bare minimum where you're like, uh, oh, you're a human and you're born here. This species, uh, like, gets this phone. And I don't mean, like, species by, like, this from, from this country. I think all countries are kind of, like, in the first world that's, like, a considered a right now. And you're considered less together if you don't have a smartphone like it's it's almost there's a lot of uh jobs that you just simply can't do without a smartphone and, but you're expected to like have a job in society so it's like we're already there's already cyborg expectations of us yeah it, it's yeah it's an expected part of modern life but that gives me hope on the benevolent malevolent thing as far as ai so there's already AIs at whatever levels that we interact with using our smartphones as part of those systems working. And they all are tuned to try to work well for us and make money from the data of what we do or, or give us ads in mm. return. That's the give and take. So there's already this like, it's not really good or bad. It's just existing for its intention and trying to give you something in return or be valuable and useful to you in return. Almost like a dog or a, uh, a service animal, uh, like a it's live like a horse. It's <laughs> it, <laughs> a cybernetic horse. Yeah. Cyber so horse. You, you already have this like cyber horse thing going on with you. That's already got this rudimentary intelligence. I feel like as it uh, it's it hungers for the human elements of us right now, so its masters can make money. But I I see that as the first thing that involves that evolves to this species that. You know, like a, a horse that's brought up with humans genuinely wants to take you where you want to go. Like it's down for your goal because it feels like, oh, that goal's in line with me. I, I'm not doing anything else anyway besides wanting to eat later. Also, and I, and I like walking around. Yeah. <laughs> so like they they feel paid plenty and they there's a loyalty there. So I feel like Elon Musk made a great point that uh, they're so good. They meaning the AIs at crunching stuff that humans are weak on, but they can't feel what's valuable they can't they're like completely anhedonic mm -hmm. they can't feel motivated towards anything that we don't give them as a motivation and those motivations come from like human passion and emotion so we start becoming the feeling organ of this thing that's way more intelligent than us but we become it's like right brain we become it's heart well you know a cyber horse will never know the pleasures of a strip club no <laughs> but it could mathematically by using us to feel pleasure for it and that's how, like, Google helps you get to a good strip club. And you see reviews. So a symbiotic see which is the best one. Totally. Yeah. It's symbiotic to the point where it's going to start mimicking the symbiosis within people, where we're already a hive entity. There's already multiple sides to a personality that are almost like different personalities that have to reconcile themselves in your head mm -hmm. for what ends up being your action. You, there's always a part of you that's, like, doubting or promoting something that the rest of you doesn't want to do. So it's... <laughs> And then you have this whole, like, set of microorganisms living in your gut that apparently we're discovering more ways that it thinks and sends feelings to you. You have gut feelings and certainly, like, food diet desires. That's really just bacteria. Happen from, yeah, bacteria basically voting on the nerves <laughs> that reach into that. Yeah. That's super weird. <laughs> yeah. It's like a separate... You don't have system. a horse sample on there somewhere? <laughs> no, these are all spooky movie stuff. <laughs> 
should have at least There's one more sample anyway. if you're going to do a radio we need, show. We need to get, yeah. It's happening. This is your contribution to the show, is you're the reason why. <laughs> so when we bring up the horse sample, we'd be like, this was Aaron Archer making a horse sample happen on here. Not, it's a good idea. It's going to, horses come up in conversation enough. All the time. <laughs> Not yeah. as often as cyber horses, but. Dang, yeah. we already chomped through the first Bob Thornton break. Yeah, we'll do that real quick. Yeah, I'll sneak it up on you guys. Stick around. Hey, ladies. When it's not raining men, it's always raining tacos at Juan's, Flaming Fajitas, and Cantina during their daily happy hour from 3 to 7. Things get a little too hot from their authentic Flaming Fajitas. You can visit their outdoor dining area and cool down with Juan or Dos Corona Ritas. If you're feeling spicy, be sure to order one of my personal favorites, their fresh tableside guacamole, which goes perfectly with their homemade chips and salsa for one or two. Visit Juan's Flamin' Fajitas and Cantina on Facebook or in the real world at 9640 West Tropicana. Proud supporter of the rock and comedy show for two years and counting. Hi, I'm always on the go, and I need the one thing to help me keep moving. Zip fizz. That's right. It's an all-natural energy mix that comes in a tube. I can keep one in my pocket or my purse. So many great flavors, such as fruit punch, grape, orange soda, plus no hard crash because there is no sugar, but it is loaded with B12. It's high on electrolytes. I just love it. Zipfizz.com Big or small, they do them all. It's Motor Mission, family-owned and operated machine and radiator shop. At Motor Mission, they offer complete radiator rod and repairing, rebuilding, replacements, and manufacturing all in-house. They also provide complete machine shop services, including engine rebuilding, valve jobs, surfacing, milling, boring, honing, balancing, thermal cleaning, blasting, hot tanking, broken bolt removal, antique restoration, and much more. If you need a custom radiator with electric fans and a fan shroud built for your custom project, they can do that too. Motor Mission works on anything foreign and domestic for autos, industrials, RVs, heavy equipment, power sports, antiques, marine, racing, street rods, hot rods, stationary gen sets or power units, and large mining equipment. Motor Mission is at 5435 Desert Point Drive. Call 702-649-2366 or visit motormission.com. Be sure to get your mix of music, listen to us with the RadioVegas.rocks app available at the App Store, and check out our VIP card, interact with us in our chat room, and scheduling of our RadioVegas.rocks shows, plus podcasts. It's all available on RadioVegas.rocks app. We're back. You're listening to Greasy Conversation, the talk show on RadioVegas.rocks. We're there in Archer about to dive into some more dank news. That's right. Only the dankest. For you and I and our children into the horizon. I'm probably you're all my children. I'm not having like real from the guts babies. I'm just having intellectual babies only. Alright. So. so space tourism. I know we're all excited about that. Oh so wait, space tourism. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so a company is trying to develop uh like space balloons that'll take you up just on the uh, outskirts of the atmosphere and some little like pod that'll have a bar in it, you know, so you can just be drinking your cocktails looking over the planet. It will have a bar in it. Yeah, they, they specifically mentioned that. But it's going to start out when it's, if, when and if uh, it's completed, it's going to start out at 125000 per trip. 
That's Behold. a nice concept drawing. Right? Yeah, the concept looks dope as fuck. Yeah, if you're listening on RadioVegas.rocks, uh, head on over to GreasyConversation.com and click on this article, and you could either see the live video feed and look at this right now, where our news notes are in there. Um, but to describe to you, it looks like a top. It's about like two, the size of two bedrooms. And um, otherwise, it's like an upside-down uh, raindrop kind of shape. And it goes up in that upper atmosphere. Oh, man, the star situation. Oh, man. <laughs> Hell, I see the Milky Way and the Earth glowing below you. So it's like it's low Earth orbit. That's why you can balloon to it. But it feels like space. But these people, they're not floating. That's the one thing to note. You don't experience zero G. It just looks like you're in space. You still still right, less so G though. Just the stratosphere then. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what those layers of space are called. Yeah. Yeah, that upper stratosphere well, situation. Catch all. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, up high. Yeah. yeah. It's that high one. Just like that real high space before it is space. You know, it reminds me of the the big wheel here in Vegas. You know, just one of those expanded, taken up to the stratosphere. That's totally what yeah, I was, was thinking. Yeah. Especially when the, when it came up that there was a bar in it. I was like, oh, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. Our, our spinny wheel <laughs> over I still here. haven't gone up in that thing yet. I haven't either. Yet either. There's locals discounts sometimes. Uh, I've been tempted, but just haven't gone. I, you want to get like a little crew together to do it. Yeah. We'll locals like, don't go to the strip for no reason. No. <laughs> you got to plan that. Yeah. Jeez. Totally. Otherwise, you don't know where you'll That, that or, or friends from out of town. Yeah. That's the funnest. You get to be, you get to play tour guide. Yeah. I go Fremont. Fremont. First thing when I've got friends from out of town. Yeah. I do the Fremont experience, uh, maybe Container Park, uh, and stuff off, branching off of that in downtown Main Street. Well, you got to see the topless nuns of Fremont Street. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh man, I haven't been to Fremont in a while. <laughs> Especially late. If it's a little earlier, Main Street and Rebar. And the, mm. the new Main Street's like Fremont Junior. I highly, yeah. highly recommend it. New Main Street all day. Mm -hmm. uh, Rebar is our hub there. Rebar is like a, like a sister entity to the station. Even we've got so many classic Rebar experiences, thrift store stuff in our house from that place. Because everything's for sale at Rebar. Yeah, you're taking a leak, and you're like, oh, you know what? I think I'll, uh, I'll take that 1960s ashtray. Oh, I've done yeah, that. I'll take this yeah. cat painting right off the wall. Yeah, the stuff by the bathroom gets you. That's where I'm like, oh, man, I suddenly want that thing. Well, that's, that's like the impulse buy section for real. Yeah, yeah it's true. You're really like buying is. candy bars at the grocery store right. when you're checking out. <laughs> one time, the, one of the bathrooms was dog-themed for a minute. Uh -huh. Somehow it was like all these different weird old paintings of dogs. <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> so weird. Like One was like uh, fabric, like where you like knit a picture. Mm -hmm. ah, that breaks my heart. I love that. Oh, again. So what I was thinking about earlier when I was looking at this is that, you know, there's always like flat earthers spending a lot of money to do scientific experiments oh, to yeah. like prove that the <laughs> earth is flat. Low cost scientific experiments. Yeah. Some of them. <laughs> Half assed ones. Well, yeah. there was an expensive one. There was the one where they bought like this like laser gyroscope that was like $20,000. So which is <laughs> pretty steep to try to prove that. But I yeah, imagine, that. I imagine like. They spend 125 grand and go up and like still like it's just a simulation like space is still fake. <laughs> There's you, there, you didn't move at all. It's all it's just a, a video screen. It's on the, the window in the pod. It's bending the light, making it look convex. <laughs> right. Not only that, but like it's because the, the glass is curved. The, the thing is, it might all be a simulation. But like 
in this simulation, the Earth's definitely round. <laughs> that, right. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Even if. I know there's a high probability of it being a simulation, but it's a round one. The simulation is not as flat as you think. And shit's too weird for it not to be a simulation, especially <laughs> this year. Totally. Why, why introduce the murder hornets if they're not going to be a, an integral <laughs> part of the plot? Yeah, writers are slacking. <laughs> the murder hornets, though, too. I'm like, I mean, they got to top 2020 off with aliens visiting. What was our murder yeah. hornet episode? I think it was two episodes ago. We've definitely got the murder hornets involved. Yeah, and then, like, there was nothing else after that. You don't hear about them ever <laughs> again. One day we're going to have an episode where it's entirely me plugging old episodes. <laughs> the whole time. That's this episode. It's, <laughs> happening right, it's happening right now. You're in it. So, like, uh, uh, people that don't know why the simulation concept is a high probability, let me break down the, the dumb way I think about it. So, uh, if there would one day be uh, a simulation like our video games with pixels and vectors and the resolution just keeps going up and up and up, it's more and more detailed. Who's to think that one day that detail might get to atom size? And it was considered atoms to be the building block of everything. And now we're discovering the quarks in the atom and the Planck length. And we've found that even like stuff that's made out of other subatomic particles, other than what our atoms on the earth are made out of, like antimatter, for example, or dark matter, it still is made out of stuff that doesn't ever get smaller than the Planck length. Uh, and so as far as we know now, that's like the pixel mm -hmm. of this all as a simulation. If you could have higher resolution, if you could z zoom in and um, I guess it would be a zoom out. And, uh, you know, when you put a magnifying glass and you see the pixels in your little video game person, you're like, oh, you're just a bunch of little blocks. Um, if that metaphor could apply of it being a simulation, the Planck length would be the pixel and Who's to think, okay, so the, the logic part of it, why the probability part, that's what I'm uh, losing it on. So if that's a possibility, then who's to say it uh, hasn't already happened and we're part of that? Like there's a, in all of the millions of things that are in this universe that we can't access, if even one of them could make a simulation of even just a solar system on this side, because we've barely sent anything outside of, I mean, even... The vast expanse of the universe might be just uh, junk data that mm. doesn't need that much. As far as pixels go, it's all just a bunch of hydrogen. This is a hydrogen cloud. Um, we're, we're the only things that think our data is like significant in this part of the universe. So we're the only ones analyzing our own existence that we're aware of for light years. And uh, that would mean that it's just higher probability that we exist in the simulation of a, something that happened already and just how long it took for us to occur and how long, uh, how short a blip it was that we did what we were able to do. It's such an exponential growth. So anyway, <laughs> if I did that in any kind of logical order, maybe that was helpful. Maybe I, I was, just did, made it confusing like everyone else does. Do you think we're like in a, in a game type thing where there's people on the outside influencing it or it's just like a random simulation and no one knows like we're on the planet and we just happened to form in a simulation for some I think, reason. I think that one. I think we're mold in the Petri dish. Yeah. You know, I think we're like uh, either an anomaly that some entity uh, hoped would spring out of this simulation or were uh, an, an anomaly that might not even be noticed in the simulation. 
We might not even be what the simulation is about or for. There well, might, it might not right. be anything except for the love of making simulations. Well, we could be part of a total hobby. Maybe another possibility, and to, to use a you know a, a parallel, the the episode of Rick and Morty where he plays the life simulator, uh-huh. and yeah. he's the carpet salesman, yeah, or Mar- Morty's the carpet salesman who uh, survives cancer and goes back to work at the yeah. carpet store. Yeah. Maybe it's someone playing a game. Okay, I'm gonna be in the simulation for a while. Mm. You know, the live, scary part live an about entire that existence. one is like, when do they get bored? When do they flip off the no, TV? No, no, no. But but suppose it's us playing the simulation on a different plane of reality. Oh, yeah. Like we're with our consciousness being players. In this well, you thing. know, I, I, I've I've thought about this somewhat. You know, what if it's like some kind of life extension technology? Okay, you say you live eighty years or whatever, but you can play the simulation and fit. 80 years, you know, into one year or yeah. what, or five minutes on your plane of reality. Oh, that's another huge point. So you point just live of, multiple lives over and over. Because time entirely is just uh, something that we're stuck being flung through well, in our perception it, of speed. It, it if it's an electrical simulation of some kind, you know, the rules of time don't necessarily flow the same. No, not at all. I forgot about that. Just Powerful. why, you know, how computers can process data so much quicker. For sure. Than how humans can experience it. Yeah, they don't have to think about time so, on our so level you can at all. Compress time. Totally, man. That makes me think about like how uh, some animals you feel bad for them because they don't live as long. Meth gators. Yeah, like the meth gators. Oh, it's just. <laughs> I can't imagine they, they live long. <laughs> no, I can't. Hey, but while they're around, man, they're having a fucking blast. And if your heart beats way quicker and you perceive time quicker, like there's a way faster, uh, like the. Reflex rate? I forget the term for that. Um, on like a lot of things, like you can't swat a fly without a tool usually because the fly sees you moving mm-hmm. too quickly. It just responds quickly. So it's like time must just drag for that thing. We must move in slow motion. That's almost a game sometimes. You try to swat the fly with just your hand. If you, you shine know. a flashlight on it, that often works. I've been able to sneak up and flick a fly if I blinded it with a flashlight first. Yeah. Wow, now <laughs> I feel horrible. Like, oh, I just <laughs> turned it into like the... <laughs> Abusing. Yeah, maybe, it, maybe it was someone playing a simulation of that fly. <laughs> I know, right? right? <laughs> Game over. Yeah. Uh, dang. Uh, for the radio listeners, I've been neglecting the comments a bit, and there's hella gold in here. So I just have to tell you, uh, listening in Radioland at RadioVegas.rocks, that uh, Michael mentioned, does he have any songs about nipples? That's important. Nipples. So put that on your agenda. You can get on that, yeah. Um, mentioning my sexy elbows, Michael did. Lacey confirmed. Thank you. Uh, Buck was talking about the character. What a character. Um, exotic. Uh, Joe Exotic is. I wonder if there's like any songs about nipples specifically. There's mm, got to be. Whoa. At least one, right? Help us out, you guys. Put your songs that you've heard in pop culture about nipples. Link them in the chat. Uh, Lacey mentioned a cyber horse stripper. Hell yeah. Phil mentioned Skynet. We can check it out one time. Lacey took the cat painting. The cat painting at Rebar. Took it. Get it. Damn, that looks... (laughs) Michael mentioned something looking like a nutsack after it had been kicked by an elephant. I'm not sure which thing. Maybe the sky uh, balloon situation. (laughs) Awesome. Anyway, you too can be part of that also if you go to greasyconversation.com. Click on the link that looks like a big play button. Take it from there. All right. Feel free to submit song requests for uh, specific body parts. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> F's in the chat. Body parts in the chat. 
So, do you have another uh, a little nugget before we go to Bob Thornton? Of course I two? do. Of course. All right. So, <laughs> this guy went on a uh, one of those like retreats, a Buddhist type retreat. Left in March, was gone for 75 days, and then emerged back in the world with <laughs> this tweet. I'm back from 75 days in silence. Did I miss anything? Uh, this is pre-pandemic. He, he leaves, right? What's what that? Time he left pre-pandemic? I think so. Well, there was probably like some news of it, but that's, I think yeah. that was before it really got like widespread. June, um, March. Yeah, because like for me, it was like early March. Yeah. April, May. So just a, this is June 28th. Man. Imagine that. But he came well, back like end of May. This is a little, little <laughs> old. But still. Completely missed the murder hornets. I know, man. That episode just passed him by. Yeah. Just, man, you got to do some catching up. I don't think the murder hornets thing is over. I think people are still getting hornet murdered. Hor hornet murdered. <laughs> 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 Which is like a tiny, it's what the French call the other little death. Le petit mot. <laughs> the other, other little death. <laughs> <laughs> the itchy little death. Yeah, man. so just, I don't know, it would be kind of a... I guess it's kind of hard to imagine, like, how you would feel if you came back and the world was, like, this different. Like, everything's locked down and people are arguing about wearing masks and shit. It would be like if you, it was like, uh, like, this, around this time of year in 2008, the other time, or, like, more like November 2008. It was, like, end of November 2008. Maybe, uh, no, no, no. You know that month before November? October! Thank you. All that was fishing <laughs> for the word October. That's how tragic we're, we're looking at me as uh, host failing today. So it was like October 2008. What, what time period would you guys think would be like the worst time to miss out on stuff with a uh, hiding out for 70-something days? Oh, man. That would be the time. You come back like uh, you're all foreclosed on and stuff. <laughs> that would be rough. I know I would say kind of like uh, like maybe the moon landing, but it would be hard to like you have to be gone for a long time to not hear anything about wanting to go to the moon and be totally surprised yeah, about the, that. You get a replay Mercury and that. Apollo programs were running from yeah. the 50s onward. Yeah, that's the thing. Like if we faked that, we boy, did we like send a lot of test ones close to the moon before doing it. We had already orbited the moon once yeah. before landing on it. Like we a lot of that stuff came back with moon stuff on it. Also, every other country would have to be in cahoots on it, having watched it. The people we were trying to one-up, Russia, they, like, tracked it all the way there and tracked it back mm -hmm. by radar and intercepting radio communications. And there's the applicable delay. You can't fake delay. You can't fake what radio frequencies do uh, bouncing on the inner atmosphere when they're from here. Anyway. Delay, you say? Oh, yeah, there's an eight-second delay. Yeah, I mean, don't you have delay on your Play with your effects, Waz. Oh, yeah, delay. <laughs> no, check it out. Wait, if you're going to say that, this is a, I think this one's a delay. Hey. Oh, no, that's reverse. Oh, that's so freaky. Oh, man. Okay. No, that just there got me scared. A, I need to move on. There was this flick. What's it called? Room 237. It's like a documentary about, it's about these people who are really into The Shining, uh -huh. uh, the original one, and their theories on like all, all the like, hidden all messages like, that like, Kubrick like, left like, in there. there. And one of them is that Kubrick... Uh, was the one was who the faked one. the moon landing. Yeah. So. Kubrick, you say. Yeah. 
the delay. You don't have headphones, Greg, because you didn't realize what I you know, were doing. Yeah. But it sounded just like Greasy Conversation, the band. Oh, nice. Because, like, uh, you can check this out on Spotify, by the way. Shameless plug. We have a band, too. We haven't uh, played music as much lately. But it's Greg, like, spits poetry over it. And it's almost always through a different delay and messing with the delay. Basically, everyone in the band messes with delay a ton. And I even put, like, the drums through delay. It's like the, the band dedicated to jamming through delays and stuff. I've been on a big dub reggae kick, so yeah, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm totally down Dude, with that. Dude, me too. Well, me, me and some friends took a day trip to Pahrump yesterday, and um, you know, I was playing dub the whole time. Nice. You know, just those fat bass lines, and fuck it, let's run everything through an echoplex. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it's, it started uh, as a YouTube hole for me, particularly like dub, um, because of the emphasis on the... Uh, treble and bass and the emphasis on the kick and snare yeah. which I already was like feeling in my heart and uh, the delay like I, I made a little delay and a little tin and I was just we've always been stoked about delay but I was feeling it extra and I was just building one which I could build for you too I'm making boutique delays right now in little collectible tins or lunch boxes or just whatever you find at the thrift store hit me up more on that at woz.lol um, making custom delays and um, real cheap, too, because the main board in it, I don't have to manufacture. I use a board that has a chip that's for a karaoke. It was uh, okay. in classic karaoke machines. So it has um, a great, it's a bucket brigade style delay where you change the speed and it does the tape thing of going. Yeah, the uh, pitch, the pitch Yeah, it does that really great. It also degrades well with long delays. Mm. And I love it's like early digital kind of degradation it does. Hella dubby. And I found certain like circuit bends on it that I added a button to. I changed its range. Uh, I've got like a great um, two range switch that moves it about an octave or two um, in pitch when you flip the range switch. And the long ranges on this chip are just degrade. So uh, saucy, so nice, nice degradation or crisp. If you do a shorter delay, can get a little flanginess anyway. Uh, that's been on my mind with the dub delay thing. It was part of that whole, oh, and I wanted to talk about the way people will play the mixer. That was another trip, seeing someone having like a mix and they just all of a sudden route just the, the snare through the delay a couple times yeah, and then make the delay feed back on itself and do that monster grow thing. Finding the sweet spot for that and having a knob that's dialed in because most delays don't let you do that without hacking them or manually run, routing feedback back through them. Yeah. But a one like this, I've got the high range of the knob above Unity, so it feeds back on itself whenever you want. So, handy, plug, doing that. Dub, get into dub with us, you guys. Sound system culture and dub reggae. It's, it's just an interesting way of looking at rearranging music on the fly. It's almost like the first remixing mm -hmm. as you're like doing things with different tracks of the recording like on the, in real time. But... You, you have to use a delay to do, like, the kind of uh, glitch slice looping that you do more today. So it's like slice looping before slice looping. Anyway, that's more music inside baseball segment time that we have sometimes. <laughs> but I think I brought us to Bob Thornton hour. What are we doing? Ooh. We just had one. All right. I know. It goes by so fast. Ready? 
Nut rub. From Ball Wash. You put that on after you after you cleanse yourself and get a nice little fragrance down there. And it lasts all day, and it's absolutely really amazing. Ooh, yes. And it smells great. So there you go. Yeah, heck yeah. Thank you so much. I'm so proud to be coming. Thank you, section. Ball Wash. And uh, visit you, them Wash. online at ballwash.com. And use coupon code Radio Vegas to get 20% off. Man, I'm, I'm having they so have, much fun. They have shampoos, and they have soap. And I'm they excited have... about this. I've always <laughs> seen this. Like, I wonder how that works. Yeah. Or what it smells like. Well, you should open it and smell it, and you'll get even more excited. Twist. And pull. He, he, had n- and pull. he had no trouble at, uh, at all over here. Listen, all right, I don't grab things that are lubricated, all right? Give me a break, all right? It smells delicious. No, <laughs> no, actually, you can smell it through the can. It actually does smell oh, pretty you do? good. Yeah. Yeah, it says ocean air, solid cologne. Ooh, I'm under cedar and citrus for those woodsy smells. <laughs> I mean, it says ocean and air on mine. Does it say yours is cedar? Cedar and citrus. Okay, here, I'll trade you. So you, <laughs> so you can smell mine. Well, I don't want you to smell it that way, but I mean, this, well, is, this is nice too. Yeah, see, it's, and they actually make some really good smell. Dude, nut rub. You know, tonight, let's, you know, let's put it to the test. Let's rub some nuts. Let's, ru- let's rub the cedar and the ocean together. See, we could get a woody ocean. Let's rub some nuts. When you need the balls to smell as fresh as the day. Nut rub. From Ball Wash. Use coupon code RADIOVEGAS to get 20% off. If you have diabetes and you're on Medicare, Medicaid, or have private insurance, you may qualify for a new continuous glucose monitor. Managing your diabetes is crucial to your health. The new CGM can automatically and easily help you manage your diabetes more effectively. And by using a CGM, you can eliminate the one thing most people with diabetes dislike the most, finger sticks. Now you can automatically manage your diabetes and end the painful finger sticks. Solara Medical Supplies makes it simple for you to have a new CGM. We'll do all the insurance paperwork for you and deliver the newest in diabetic care technology right to your door. Take charge of your diabetes today with the help of a new continuous glucose monitor. Call now to learn more. 800-571-1651. Finger sticks. Why do we love the Golden Tiki so much? How about the handcrafted tiki drinks made with freshly squeezed juices, homemade syrups, and top shelf foods? These aren't your cruise ship pre-mixed cocktails. These specialty drinks take time and are for the true cocktail enthusiasts. Located in the strip mall in Chinatown, it's truly a hidden hideaway. Well, hidden if you don't know the address, it's 3939 Spring Mountain Road. This place is what my tiki bar dreams are made of, an adult version to Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room, complete with alcohol-infused Dole Whip and Dirty Talking Birds, with drink names like Navy Grog, Terrible Twisted, and Dirty Banana, and last but not least, a shot of empathy named Kraken. These drinks will have you back and back again. From the kick-ass atmosphere, hidden Easter eggs in the bar, like Bigfoot's footprint, and don't forget to rub the golden dong for good luck. From live music to DJs that will make you feel like you're on a tropical vacation. The Golden Tiki, 3939 Spring Mountain Road. That's the Golden Tiki, 3939 Spring Mountain Road. Perfect. Your new Perfect. favorite internet radio station, RadioVegas.rocks.
Oh my gosh, I was muted for that whole speech. <laughs> that's, Finger that's sticks. A rare, I know. Good. Thank you. I'm glad you said that's rare. Cause rare I have, occurrence. I have, actually, it's been a minute. With my fingers were rubbing the mute buttons too in anticipation. <laughs> like, oh, oh, they hear me because I'm touching them. Yeah. Anyway, you all I was that? saying is finger sticks over and over again, and that if you fast forwarded through the commercials, you're not a bad person. But I hope you at least heard them the first time uh, that we played them. And I was going to ask you if you could please rewind and play back that phone number that I was messing with delay during. I think you could still make out that phone number about the diabetes hotline and call that diabetes hotline, even if you don't need any diabetes stuff, and just holler radiovegas.rocks at them so that we get the credit and the lights stay on. Diabetes. This one's kind of rough. I know we've all been in those situations where we've had to hold, hold it, hold the bathroomness Uh-oh. for longer. Is this about Elvis than we again? Would like, huh? Is this about Elvis again? Oh no! <laughs> so this, this gentleman in China, uh, apparently went on a drinking binge, and held his, held it in for a while, and then like passed out. Oh no! And then for a total of eighteen hours, he did not piss. M- Mixture eight. I love that this Mixture is a Fox eight. News flash headline. So he, uh, <laughs> Thanks, Fox. So it ended up in his bladder bursting, which... Oh, it's I've, horrible. I mean, I've always been terrified of. You're like, can that actually happen? Terrifying. But apparently it has a... I mean, you have to hold it for a while. Uh, but you yeah, know, that's fu- it. That's a piss grenade waiting to go off. Yeah, he survived, luckily. But it was kind of... Like, it got so full that it... Some weird shit, like it, his... Uh, intestine like somehow started going in the bladder yeah it's pretty gnarly oh it tore that much intestine started going into it oh so luckily dude survived but that man i just say uh um stock image game week fox news right Uh, it's just someone holding where their bladder is yeah so that can be like some nightmare fuel for you you can think about that the next time there's not even a puddle on those jeans no i know right (laughs) this person was unconscious that's that's another uh thing that we do it's a public service for everyone is we critique stock photos in in these articles you have to (laughs) all right now this so this was about this author he wrote a book about fungus and how great mushrooms are for the world and how they can you know if we use them correctly they could benefit humanity in a lot of different ways he's not the only dude there's a few uh fungus enthusiasts they benefit your pasta sauce too oh yeah yeah. so anyway this this is about how he took his own book and uh, let some oyster mushrooms grow on it for a while and then use the oyster mushrooms probably to eat Uh, but so deeper in this article, it talks about being able to record the like bioelectric field that comes out of fungus and transfer it and turn it into an oscillation, basically. Oh. So it's like mushroom music. Can you run it through a delay, though? Yeah. You probably could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... All right, I'm gonna play it real quick. I don't know how loud this is. I hope it's not super loud. Oh, you've got the sound making computer. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Epic. So this is like hooked up to a mushroom, and it's transferring the electric fi- 
uh, sounds into an oscillator. But what about the 16-step sequencer? <laughs> I know, like, right? Who's Mushroom beats, dude. That's a really annoying click track. <laughs> oh, please let this be uh, copyright free. If this is com- Creative Commons licensed, we're going to yeah, have some... Dude. Well, that's a good donk, right? Yeah, donk donks, it's got a good man. donk, man. Yeah, it's got a good donk. <laughs> it's just like, that just opens up a whole... Like, I wonder if like different mushrooms have different beats. Or when mushrooms are doing different things, you know? I mean, it could be the beginning of communicating with them, though, too. Because some, some mushroom colonies really exist as a single entity, and it's a very large entity. There's, it goes with, like... It, it, there's got to be enough perception in there to be... Like, have emotional responses, maybe something we could have a conversation with. Like, Dude. we can have conversations with birds now, and there's um, apes that are in the Stone Age that make tools now. So it's like... I love apes true. of the Stone Age. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, we're going to have animals that, like, should have the right to vote soon. I, I think fungus jazz should be a whole new thing. Like yeah. We should all get home kits and hook up mushrooms and jam with the mushrooms, man. Yeah. And then you can, like, take it to an open mic. (laughs) (laughs) No, you don't like this piece. I I mean, I didn't write it. A fungus wrote it. Now, would you mic up the mushroom or do a DI? (laughs) (laughs) Got a DI. I DI everything. DI. I'm one of those DI preachers. One of those that, like, wouldn't bring a guitar amp and just DI my pedals. Sound guy hated that. But, like, does the mushroom beat change? Do, Do they have, like, different moods where they change, like, BPM? Like, is there a drum and bass mushroom? Th- there's no I way there that... One, dude. I'm wondering what parameter set up that, like, beat. Because I was under the impression that someone just made, like, a 16-step beat with uh, donks that were sampled from the mushrooms, which we should do with Nanoloop. Have you heard about Nanoloop? I have not. <gasps> so uh, there's this thing that someone cool. made for Game Boy, Oliver Wichow, for created for the original Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance, this uh, famous little ROM, you, you're supposed to buy the cartridge. You can't save without the cartridge, but there's a demo ROM too. That's a 16-step sequencer for Game Boy, which is this... Uh, I was like, oh, I got a burp halfway stuck. Anyway, so it's this grid, and it's really easy to make these 16-step beats on the Game Boy. And now there's a Android and iOS app. It's only like three bucks or six bucks or something, but it's got the simplest user interface for getting into 16-step sequencing, built-in FM synth, built-in sampler. So you can put a sample on any of the 16 steps that loop on this grid and change parameters of it. And you can change parameters per step. So you can get like a melody going or have um, looping parameters and get little 16th or 32nd notes by like just looping the sample on time. Uh, You can get little ghost notes that way. Well, is it simple enough for uh, an intelligent mushroom hybrid collective to uh, use. I think so. I bet. Because yeah. as far as apps go, it's the first music making app that I've really gotten excited about because its interface is really simple and feels uh, performance oriented, but also it's got the feature set I'd like to have. You don't have like onboard effects or anything, but all these different parameters you can change give you intrinsic effects. So it's like none of the baloney that gets in the way, but all the stuff that you need to make a robust 16 step Multiple pattern, you can chain 16-step patterns. Uh, it's, just, it's got it all, but what it doesn't have, you don't need. So it's perfect for making uh, houseplants, pets, introducing them to electronic music. It's the way to go. 
Oh yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty like intuitive too. It is though. not super complicated. You can watch like the so. first few minutes of uh, uh, any YouTube tutorial and you'll kind of get, oh, that's where the parameters are. That's where your instruments are. That's where your sequences live. So you can chain them or loop them or whatever. You just push and rub. It's a push and rub interface. You push on a little square to make it do a note or not and you rub on it to change the pra whatever parameter you set to. It could be the note. At first you poke on them and you rub them till they're the note you want. Mm -hmm. And then you can do the same thing with volume swells, the attack. That's my favorite. You want something modern because slow attack is so hip right now. Have you noticed that? Like, no, a, I, I listen to Led Zeppelin, man. Not that I'm like got my finger on the pulse of electronic music, but I'll tune into like uh, future, future based playlists and stuff like that. And uh, everyone's fucking with slow attack right now. Yeah. It's like yeah. the next thing from how it. Uh, really pumpy, ducky compression yeah. got really big where the every time the kick hits, everything else dips in volume and then swells back up. That's a ducking compression. Slow attack is like its buddy. Is, is that the wave of the future? Yeah, because you can fake a ducking compressor by just having even just noise have a slow attack and then cut out. So right now out. I need to write a song about a slow attack on nipples. Yeah, right? slow oh, attack man. nipples. Yeah, that's sexy. <laughs> Slow attack, big areola. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this this one's kind of saucers, kind of far out. So this team developed a way to eavesdrop on people from quite a distance by looking at a light bulb, by monitoring the vibrations I heard about the in story. the light bulb. Yeah, such a cool story. Get ready for awful stock photo with it yeah <laughs> so you really you just need a telescope and an electro optical sensor which can be a little pricey it seems they're like cheap ones are about 400 bucks and i'm sure you know good ones are a couple grand Wait, it just says electro optical sensor yeah I, I swear this is nothing new i mean this sounds like 1970s cold war technology kgb something like that well the old way was you shine a laser at a glass a window right yeah yeah yeah. and you see how the laser reflects back but you really are more likely to see the reflection as a variation of intensity so you use like a cds cell just like a photoresistor which is those move too slow so it's probably a photodiode i'm a little annoyed that they're not telling you the specific kind of light to thing but like there exists in any camera a whole matrix of phototransistors as the sensors there so uh, similarly to this, did I did we talk about motion amplification yet? I think I linked it in the past episode, but I don't know if we got to it. Oh, a past episode, you say? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think it might have been just an Easter egg. But there's this thing called motion amplification that uses AI too. And um, so let me talk a little bit more about this, and I'll, I'll tie it together. So in this, as your voice vibrates the light bulb, the intensity should vibrate in a way that you can take those modulations of light and turn them into modulations of sound, just like the modulations of the laser bouncing off a mirror. But if you do this where your sensor is a camera, then you could ideally do it to an image. And it turns out that you can do it on a sub-pixel level. So what you do is you take the AI and have it look at these intensities changing of these pixels. And... Um, where motion is occurring and it does a pattern recognition thing kind of like people do with recognizing patterns and uh, does the 
it amplifies the pattern. So let me pull up an example of this. Uh, there's a company that's doing this motion amplification idea with uh, their own proprietary AI, Amplific, can't spell and talk. Yeah, I don't think, uh, is this a proprietary racist AI <laughs> <laughs> that also does? You have to shine the right colored lights on the chunk of the factory that you want to detect motion on, or it's going to uh, request that your factory be put in jail. So, so I, it oh, here we go. This is perfect. So what they do is you, when you have factories with pipes jiggling and motors trying to shake themselves out, you can see in the motion amplified video, it looks like the stuff is shaking like crazy. Uh, the craziest is when it's this one factory scene. And those, those visuals are based off sound there, right? It's, it's just regular video. And then it goes through this AI and you see that the, the AI shows you the, the motion that's happening more extreme. Okay. It's like this guy just hammered on this thing and, and it's just ringing and you see it move a ton. Here we go. This is a perfect example where this motor looks like it's shaking itself to death. But really, it's just the motion amplification. So you can look at that and see what parts you need to reinforce. Well, it's like if you ever watch slow motion of like a, a drummer playing, right? You can see the cymbals like actually bending, getting all floppy. Yeah. And the, the, the drum head vibrating up and down until it's hit again and then it stops. It's just like that, except uh, if the, the, what you're seeing, the, it was amplified more. Mm. Like you, you could see, which gives me an idea. What we need to do is put that kind of footage, some slow motion or high frame rate footage of drummer hitting cymbal, drummer hitting head. And there's a, I believe there's like a open source AI that does this. That's not as advanced as this guy, but you can still submit to it and then download a file after it's processed. Cause I saw a YouTube video on this guy doing this. Uh, and it might make a dope music video. Get ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be like that ACDC video where they clipped a GoPro to the headstock. Uh -huh. It was like in the, into the drumstick and you see like drumstick view of it hitting the hi-hat and stuff. I thought that was the dopest thing ever. So it'll be like that kind of situation. But really, relating back to that article, I mean, it, it's on Wired, right? Yeah. I mean, it looks just kind of like a simple clickbait article. Just like from practical standpoint, it's like, okay, you, someone has to be speaking loud enough to be vibrating said light bulb. Yeah, that's one thing they pointed out. They're shooting a, a, a laser beam through. Uh, presumably, the spy is outside, so they're shooting it through a window to a light bulb. So, I mean, it's just like, is that practical? And also, are you interesting enough to be spied on via light bulb? Well, I, I think that you don't need a laser no, with this. I'm not. Or definitely not. <laughs> yeah, this one, this one, you just need like a telescope. Video footage. Oh, telescope. Yeah, you can do it live. A telescope. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you just need So you good. can just look. If you look at the light bulb, close enough and if it's sensitive enough it can uh, check out these really tiny like vibrations that are a couple microns um did you see anything about it having to be an incandescent light bulb too uh i don't remember that it no. might just be wired stock footage because i'm like no one has that kind of light bulb anymore yeah. anyway <laughs> do you have any opinions about that stock footage uh, uh the stock footage man i mean i i like it more as like an art piece maybe yeah they definitely sprung for like the good stuff. Like this is probably like Adobe or 
what's that uh, video blocks or something? That's not the you know that one that's like video blocks, but it's still photos. I don't know. You guys all buy stock footage, right? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, we all buy. Yeah, I was. Stock footage all the I, time. It was always video. I never bought like many stills, my various graphic stupid stuff I've done. Anyway, so I'm giving it a I'm giving it a, a 74 out of 100. This piece of stock footage, it docked 74. for applicability, docked for the fact that I don't think that's the same kind of light bulb that's really about, but still such a high number because it's. Uh, it's they they sprung for something classy at least i feel like it's uh like there's got to be stock footage of like a dude who looks somewhat spyish in a room with like a really bright light there's got that's got to be out there what i know? would have wanted is a diagram it could have even been like clip arty where there's the camera on a telescope and like wavy lines showing that the camera's looking at a window or like where a light bulb is and then like some pac-man headed like clip art dude talking and like wavy lines coming off of that that's what i would have gotten from this uh, this is what i would have ranked higher i like diagrams you guys have you done an episode entirely on your uh, your critique of stock footage yet not yet no. <laughs> but we've done a whole episode on birds yeah yeah so wall to wall no guest no guest. just birds. no we just seriously it's all bird news it was like 98 percent all the news had something to do with birds. Greasy week. ornithology, though. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh, there was highlights from this episode. There was a cockatiel that got loose and started ripping out those bird spikes that stop pigeons from being able to roost. Uh-huh. It was like the rebel bird leader. It was so awesome. Bird episode. You can't miss it. And the promo graphic is what you'd expect. Anyway, suggestion for a future episode. Yeah. Com- compile your list of both the best and the worst stock photos. <laughs> that seriously, like that. it's going to be a segment now. Oh yeah, cruising through stock photos is hilarious. Anyway. Oh yeah, totally. Oh man. All the hilarious salads. <laughs> People reacting to things. Yeah. It's reactions on reactions. Right. Reactionception. All right. This this next one is about and so this couple had their house infested by brown recluse spiders. Right, and they tried to get it, uh, whatever damage covered by the insurance company, and the insurance company said they didn't have to uh, compensate them because they don't compensate for the financial loss due to birds, vermin, rodents, or insects. And it doesn't say anything about arachnids because arachnids are not yeah, insects, yeah, yeah. right? But so they, is, that, is that what their lawsuit oh, hinges on? Oh, why does this guy have a handful of them? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. IFL science is winning because look, okay. So the first, first one, I'm like, oh, it's just arachnid highlighted in the dictionary. Uh-huh. That is the laziest stock footage they could have used. Okay. IFL science, they're as great at giving us news as Fox News is for hilariously opposite reasons. <laughs> okay. Because right. it's funny. Like we, we try not to have a bias either direction, even though both of us are like just accidentally kind of left-leaning we've had great discussions with right-leaning friends and are just at our hearts trying our best to be centrists but sometimes fox news has some dope articles (laughs) on weird stuff cnn just doesn't do weird like fox does um even though like i don't like either of them for like real news (laughs) but ifl science oh man so then okay class like there's a these are things that are arachnids. This is mm-hmm. scientific. We've got a diagram. Uh, you know me and diagrams. 
showing, okay, these, these are ticks and they're spiders. These are the two kinds of arachnids. Arachnides. No antennas. For, and then there's a hand covered in spiders. There's a human hand holding spiders like a, like a corn nuts. <laughs> oh, man, I'm not staying on that image long. So. And scrolling. All right. So the, the judge ruled that the insurance company didn't have to cover because apparently insurance companies, they don't have to say specifically it's according to their ordinary meaning. So if you can, what the average person would understand them to mean. Oh, that's a low legal bar in America. Right? And I would think like <laughs> most people know that like spiders aren't the same thing as insects, right? That's pretty like. You would think. Like grade school, right? You would think. Grade yeah, school biology. I don't know if people retain that though. Yeah. They, like, I mean, yeah, maybe not. Learn a bunch of other stuff and they're like, American oh, public yeah. school. Yeah. So they How had you to. retain anything? <laughs> they had to go back to uh, some literature in 1601 before they were using arachnids to describe spiders. <laughs> so, like, that's all how the way they back there legally to justify. Did it? Oh, this was the defense doing this? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> like, our language was that 1601 language in our, our document. Yeah, right? <laughs> Just, it's crazy. So, in the end, the, the poor homeowners got screwed. Yeah, they got screwed because, and it's, I'm sure, like, insurance companies do that all the time. Like, well, I, Weren't they fairly screwed the same amount that they would have been if it was a non-spider insect thing that wasn't covered anyway? So, like, they're just trying to get a special exception because it was spiders this time that, like, no one else would get anyway. Well, I think so, they were probably just using a legal tactic. Yeah. You know, yeah. because justifiably, you know, it's like, hey, my home got infested. Cover me. Mm. Right. But then they had to find a legal workaround. So, okay. Spiders and arachnid. Because you know the insurance company is going to do the same thing. Like they yeah. wiggled out of this. It, it's, just, they don't it's just dirty tricks. Yeah. Mm. So, but insurance companies, like I read this book and it was about uh, 9-11 when the World Trade Center got hit. And the insurance claim for that on whether it was a single event or two separate events. Because oh, that would matter because each claim was, you know, for like tens of millions of dollars or whatever. Yeah. So... Whoa. You know, yeah, bizarre things like that. Yeah, that's but. a semantic I never would have thought about. Right? You want only insurance companies would think of that shit. They're always trying to <laughs> wiggle, wiggle their ways out. Unless it's an insurance company that decides to sponsor us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, we never get that kind of thing as a sponsor. All our sponsors are like food. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which is delicious. It's easy to like that kind of thing. Hollow pinches tacos. Yeah, so if, you're, if your house gets infested with brown recluse spiders, you're just you're screwed, man. Yeah, just hold them in your hand like this and stare and wonder. It'll be totally safe. And I'm closing that. <laughs> I mean, do you think if you weren't like mad at them, you know, they would be they would be fine. Like if you held spiders but not in an angry way. Uh, you know, Mad Mike from Two Clueless Dudes podcast Fridays at five brings up. Did you know spiders are immune to scurvy? So apparently they don't need fruit in their diet as much. <laughs> this is great. He also, he has That's an obsession with naked mole rats as far as they're one of the animals that he wants to learn more about. He said he'd love to use this technology to spy on the naked mole rats because he thinks they're up to something. I'm curious now, like, what else spiders are immune to? Well, I got the image of putting a bunch of spiders at sea for months on end <laughs> yeah, they're right. without oranges and seeing what happens. Spider, spider pirates. <laughs> I love Dude. Spider pirates. 
It's so fun to say. Right? Spider pirates. Spider pirates. Spider pirates. Spider pirates. That could totally be like a Saturday morning cartoon. Totally. Maybe when we were kids. I don't know. Maybe now. I don't know. I haven't kept up. Pirates. 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 You cannot change the repeat time on that delay. It's just um, lots of repeats only. <laughs> I love it. Oh, no. Maybe this is that parameter. Time? Is this time? the parameter? Time? Is this it? Can I feedback? Can I, what's going on? All right. Anyway. All right. That's like my segment when I <laughs> do that crap. Fun with faders. And then, yeah. And then we got... Play with the mixer. That's the other game we're doing today. So this new park in or Oregon has been named the Exploding Wheel Memorial Park. After an actual event in 1970 of an exploding wheel where they had to use uh, dynamite to <laughs> clear out this whale. So I, I just skimmed... <coughs> An article about it. Oh, the, the whale carcass that washed up on shore? Yeah. yeah. And they couldn't move it because it's too heavy, so yeah. they had to explode it. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so the guy <laughs> who ended up having to be responsible for gauging how much dynamite would be used wasn't really that guy to do that. His, like, boss was, but his boss was out of town. So I guess he just, like, kind of picked... A number of like how many pounds of dynamite? We so the, the, it's like Keith Moon, you know, telling his roadie, if, if, "Fill that kick drum up with dynamite, right?" Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much, but uh, take Pete's head off. Right. This happened. If yeah, you don't know thing. Keith Moon, this was only one of the crazy. The things Smothers he did. Brothers show in like '68. Yeah, the footage of that is so funny. People are diving. So, so quick stuff. recap: yeah, the Who yeah. were playing the Smothers Brothers show in 1968. They're doing My Generation first big TV show for them in the States. And Keith Moon decides to tell one of his roadies to fill up one of his kick drums. Uh, I don't know if it was dynamite, but a, a mild explosive. Yeah, it was a ton of firecrackers and stuff. Some yeah. of them were like... Psh. So Keith, of course, did not tell the rest of the band this. <laughs> and uh, there was a bit much in the kick drum. And you can go on online and find this clip. But um, he lights it at the very end of the song and just blows up basically the whole stage. Chunk of cymbal gets lodged in... Keith's arm. Um, Townsend, like, almost permanently lost hearing in one ear because of this. Damn. And, yeah, yeah. it's a classic story. He anyway. He drove a car into a hotel pool. He, he did a lot. <laughs> yeah. He actually drove over his butler, too, and killed him. Oh. Gnarly. But anyway, yes. Uh, exploding <laughs> a whale via Keith Moon's roadie. Yeah, oh, it was man. actually Keith Moon's ready. The best is the person later. in the whale costume, like... Uh, right outside. <laughs> big smiley whale costume posing with the sign. This is great. This is so organ. Yeah. So any of the, the guy kind of like over went over what you would really need. He eyeballed it. And <laughs> yeah, he just eyeballed it. And uh, blew whale guts like 800 feet within a radius of like 800 feet and landed on people's cars and shit. So good times, man. Can I say... This isn't completely unrelated, but it's back a topic. Uh, Lacey's mentioning that she had the same mixing board. I think that's so funny because I think I, I just don't want to miss an opportunity to plug that you can rent this room out for podcasting. And we've got very familiar mixing board that won't intimidate you. If you've used a mixing board before, it's probably been one of these. <laughs> it's probably been a Xenix Behringer because they're like ubiquitous now. So it's not scary gear. And you we also got have a, cameras. There's cameras. There's the yeah, Logitechs. The Smoking Tire podcast uses these cameras. They're the Logitech cameras. There's three of them. You can pick your angle. You can't do that if you're use, doing a music show because you can't do music on the video streams. But there's also slots available to do a music show 
on RadioVegas.rocks and on our lovely app, the RadioVegas.rocks app will play music in the background when you're doing other stuff. There's always great tunes and trips through the history of music. There's a lot of great classic rock shows and also new people coming to showcase new music that's vetted by tastemakers here in town. And uh, you can become a part of that too. In fact, we're fully licensed with BMI, ASCAP, and CSAC. So you can play all the music you want legally and it's part of what we pay for as your package as a host. It's really cheap to get started, but if you bring on even like one little sponsor that tosses you a little bit, that can entirely cover your show, and then you can start keeping your sponsor cut above that with a little bit going to the station, keeping the lights on. Anyway, our percentages for um, teaming up your sponsors with the show are fabulous, and then they can have their stuff going on all the other shows on RadioVegas.rocks. You can do a package for the whole station. Anyhow. Should we do our last uh, <clears throat> Bilbo? Yeah, man, those winds are blowing all the blowing all the well, real, real quick about this article. So they oh, were yeah, commemorating yeah, yeah, yeah. they were commemorating the, the whale being blown up in nineteen seventy, right? True. Yeah, so it got named after that. There was a they did one of those public where the public can suggest names <laughs> and then vote on it. Uh-huh. And uh, that was one of the, you know, twenty or so names or whatever the number was. Applicable. And then it got uh, whittled down and they finally landed on Exploding Whale Memorial Park because it's of a, course it's a, it's a cute mascot yeah I mean maybe they should have had intestines coming out of it but, uh. <laughs> yeah they should a have hole. a little like animatronic thing that like blows up periodically like why not man are I mean, you just holding on. sparklers <laughs> <laughs> is there a gift shop where you can get a piece of the blubber that'd be great I know right or like, they just sell like really fatty jerky <laughs> there you go great. oh man whale jerky real talk though sometimes the fat tastes so good not of whales but like of other animals and of whales right (laughs) i don't know it's ones that like uh like whales that just they wanted to commit suicide on their own so there's no ethical problem with eating those whales except that meat's for sure gone bad we don't like communicate with whales good enough to know that would suicide whales be a good band name (laughs) (laughs) i think so yeah i might have to hold on to that one i love it yeah it's all you man it's, it's yours suicide whales Oh, I have to do it after us. Okay, suicide whales. Suicide whales. Suicide whales. There we go. There we go. There we go. All right, should we do our last round of Billy Bilbo Baggins? Yeah, pay some bobs. You guys love tacos? I do. Yes. I do. Okay, right? Love yeah. tacos. That's my care. spirit animal. I don't care what gender you are or, you know, we just, we love tacos, right? Sexually identifies a taco. Yes. Whatever, man. <laughs> but, you know, Sweet. since we all love tacos, we all need to know about Pinche's Tacos. And do you know where it's at? It's 9205 West Russell Road. It's an awesome place for lunch, dinner, or both. <laughs> Here at RadioVegas.rocks, we love this place so much that if you mention us and order a blood orange margarita, they will give you a free gringo taco. What? Free gringo taco? Yes, that's right. That's what I said. And you know what else? It's like, okay, you're like, well, I don't really feel like driving over there. They have two locations, bruh two in locations. But you need to get in on this deal. You must visit the Russell location. I mean, yeah, that's where you gotta go for the free gringo tacos. But I'm just saying, you know what I mean? If you're just like, I don't have gas for that, but I have money for tacos, just go to the other one. But yeah, Pinch's Tacos, cause who else doesn't love tacos, man? Listen up, the soap you shower with, it's 
You probably haven't even questioned what bar of soap you lather up with. Let's face it, most guys don't. They're still using whatever bar their mommy bought for her little man. Is that what you want? To smell like mama's little man? Ugh. But now you can upgrade your shower game with Dr. Squatch Natural Soap. To subscribe to Dr. Squatch, visit RadioVegas.rocks and click on the banner. Or don't, and continue to be mommy's little helper. Dr. Squatch Natural Soap. Real soap for real men. Hi, I'm Todd, a child of the 1970s, and your host for K-Todd. It's my 70s radio show that plays the music from the me decade. We'll have lots of memories from those 10 great years with moments from TV and the movies. And your requests. Call me anytime and leave a request or a comment, and you could be on the air at 1-315-665-1970. And stay tuned for the next fun look at the 70s on K-Todd. Be sure to get your mix of music, listen to us with the RadioVegas.rocks app available at the App Store, and check out our VIP card, interact with us in our chat room, and scheduling of our RadioVegas.rocks shows, plus podcasts. It's all available on RadioVegas.rocks app. He did get the whale suit at Ross. It's Greasy Conversation, the talk show on RadioVegas.rocks. Welcome. We have a new microphone splitter. Yeah, no, headphone splitter. The thing that makes the headphones split around. It's a new one. Yay, look at it dance for us. Yay, celebrate with us. Yay, this box. Mm. It's rectangular. Oh, my, my headphones just went out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Mine did too. I shook it too much and I unplugged it. You get too excited. Yeah. It's new though. Uh, oh, man. Uh, you, you guys don't know. You oh, got you no still delay out? for the rest of the episode now. I know. That's my punishment. The, my delay is taken away. Too bad, too bad, too bad. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, I, I heard that. All right, so anyway, RadioVegas.rocks is where you click on the banners or just donate. I know you're feeling like just forget these sponsors. I just want to give you guys money. Well, few people do, but those that do are why we can do what we do with you. With you. 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 <laughs> Right, That's so going to be a thing now. It's going to be like the episode where I started doing that. you you got to sound effects <laughs> it up, man. I know, right? You need horses on here. You need exploding whales. Horses? Exploding whale sound, yes. This yeah. is kind of like that, though. A cyber horse? No, this one. What else have we touched on today? Uh, fungus jazz. Yeah, fungus jazz. Fungus jazz. Good recap. We yeah, recap. We should recap. Just doing my part as a guest. I got the exploding whale, though. Wait for it. Yeah. Because <laughs> you want to be far from it. It's not like a nearby exploding whale. No, Safety but then first. you don't get like you don't get teamwork. the whale party yeah. <laughs> after the explosion. If Maybe. you're not close enough, you got to get that whale party, man. It would be nice to time it so that you could have like fresh flesh that rains down that you can pick up and cook and eat from an exploded animal. I don't know. If, I don't know if everyone's with me on this, but I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think anyone's. Dynamite is a seasoning. <laughs> yeah, it's that black pepper. Right. <laughs> black pepper dynamite. All right. So I found this article and I forgot to put it on here, but our I'll pull a different it up. related article. But it I'll was. Paste it in. It was just. Well, it's not. This list is better. So it was about. Uh, I think it was in Oregon. They reminded people not to call, nine one one. When they ran out of toilet paper. That's not a valid reason to call 911, <laughs> of course. So then I just want to know what were some of like the dumbest reasons people have called 911. 
and I found a list of 10. What site is it from? Just so I can. I don't know. What, the list? Yeah. <laughs> what oh, are you it's, looking it's at dock. over there? <laughs> it's on the dock. <laughs> okay. It's toward the bottom. Okay, I got it. Uh, but a I, few just, I, for one, welcome our new dolphin, robot dolphin overlords. I'm sorry, sometimes there's some funny Greg nuggets in this news doc that you don't all get all the time. You're skipping ahead. No. So some of, some of my favorites, which I would probably call 914, is to inquire why traffic was so bad. Inquire. That's to, so messed up. Uh, to report a broken ATM machine. <laughs> <laughs> to, to complain about a hotel's parking spot that's too small. And complain about a hair salon didn't style their hair properly. Just, man. The, the coin laundry machine didn't have enough water. How? Like, what? <laughs> I got to meet. Well, I don't actually want to meet these people. I just want to observe them in their natural habitat. <laughs> All these water people to get information about water restrictions. Water restrictions just for watering your grass. You're not going to like, like, am I drinking too much water? 911. <laughs> is it all people who don't know about the Internet? Gas station wouldn't let them use the restroom. Oh, man. Welcome to Las Vegas. Yeah, I just can't <laughs> imagine. I have a gripe about our air machines. When you need to refill air in your tire, yeah. all the machines are broken for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's they're always broken. <laughs> or you find one and it's the, really, it's the only one that's like $2 to use. Yeah. All the ones that are broken are like 25 cents. Yeah. But <laughs> or they're $4, but they just eat your $4. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I actually scored on one of those. I went to... Uh, it was broke, of course. But <laughs> I, I found out because I put like... It was 50 cents and I put my two quarters in. And then I hear it tink, tink on the outside. So I look around and like everyone's quarters were spilled. And I scored like eight bucks in quarters. Uh, you know, in California, uh, you can go up to the attendant and just ask them to turn the machine on. Yeah. They, like they don't have to, they don't legally have to charge you. It's just for suckers. <laughs> That's fucked. Yeah. You're Unless just paying you for know. the convenience of not having to tell the person to turn it on outside. Not having to walk all that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. That's free air, you guys. Look it up for the free air. I just bought from Walmart. There's a little plasticky tire pump that's a cigarette lighter, plastic box, gauge that tells you the wrong tire pressure. So you get that, and then you get like a real tire pressure gauge. You're gold. It's like 40 bucks worth of stuff. And that's how, that's how I pump my tires today. Unless it's from flat, then you're going <laughs> to... After you call 911, though. Thing I is, those cheap ones, if your tire is all the way flat, you're not just typing it up. Not just uh, tapping it off, tapping it off, tapping it off. Topping. Topping. That's the word. It's not just toppings for your tire. It gets crazy hot. The cheap tire pumps. That's their like yeah. Achilles heels. If they have to fill up a whole tire, they get insane hot. And so then, it's an air compressor that plugs into your your cigarette lighter in your car. Yeah, a little cheap thirty dollar one. Okay. Those things are great to top off your tires, but they'll melt everything in your glove box if you try to use them to fill up a flat tire. That's the trick. Or awesome. try to use them for an exercise ball. You want. High quantity, low pressure, like uh, something for an air mattress if you're trying to fill up a yoga ball. Because yeah. I just destroyed a tire pump trying to fill up a yoga ball once. <laughs> it took like four hours. It just would not wow. fill. <laughs> anyway, it turns out there's different ways of doing air pressure, I discovered. That's why uh, air mattress pumps look different than tire pumps. The more you know. All right, All right. so this is <laughs> kind of crazy. So... You know, there's been, it's been kind of controversial in the last couple of years about housing big sea creatures in like aquariums and stuff or yeah. like, uh, 
What the hell was it? This is good stock footage, by the way. This woman swimming with a dolphin. It's yeah. all right. This is like what we so get. So instead of keeping, for. you know, like dolphins captive, this company developed this uh, animatronic yeah, yeah. dolphin. And it looks fucking good, man. And you can also communicate with dolphins um, better when you look like a dolphin through a robot avatar. Oh, and also you were talking about using it to entertain people with dolphins without having to enslave a real yeah. animal. But it's it so looks cool. it looks pretty fucking real, this man. This absolutely looks like a real dolphin. Right. Dang. That's this, an dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Okay. Headphones awkwardly unplugged. Animatronic dolphin. Dang. So all this in this video, this is all robot dolphin. Holy crap. We don't even like need real dolphins anymore now. I know. Dolphins are obsolete. This is the dolphin <laughs> singularity. <laughs> dolphins are obsolete. <laughs> Another band name, the obsolete dolphins. Yeah. Ah, yes. There we go. <laughs> Suicide whales, obsolete dolphins. <laughs> dolphin singularity. Yeah. The dolphin singularity. <laughs> its name is Kurzweil. <laughs> Dude, that's a good one too. Kurzweil, that's also the same guy behind the keyboard company. Yes. The dope yes. music keyboards. Great that's Kurzweil. a freaking genius fella. Who always says that the singularity is just around the corner. Yeah, <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. I hope he's right one day. Alright, what we need is little little things in the ocean that like we can call and talk to dolphins. You you mentioned like talking to dolphins earlier. I'm all for it. Like put little just dolphin phone booths. Little yeah, little probes out there and then like they'll be all about it, man. Like all Guarantee the dolphins you. get little like Obama phones in a Ziploc bag and we can all call them up. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> just like Velcro to their heads and they can just chat with us. <laughs> That'd be sick. That's oh, a world yeah. I want to live in. I really, I really want that to be a thing. I want to talk to dolphins, man. Although I bet they're probably like rude. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Probably See, the, the dolphins are like evil fuckers. There's stories of like certain good ones helping sailors or whatever. But that's, those are like not all the dolphins. Most of them will like have a pet porpoise that they abuse at the point of death and just, like, knock around You're talking about corpse. the League of Evil Dolphins? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a supervillain army. Oh, they leaked? So, so you're, you're talking about a dolphin uh, enslaving a porpoise? That really happens, though. The, uh, dolphins will... Because porpoises are, like, monkeys to dolphins. They're, like, uh, dumber and, like, a different thing that just sort of looks like them. Okay. So they'll get... They'll gang up on a porpoise and just beat it up in a circle and keep it barely alive as a plaything. That's terrible. It's yeah. really That's awful. Why dolphins are fucked up, man. Really awful. Yeah. Everyone thinks they're all, they're supposed to be, I mean, they're, they're probably really intelligent, but they're also fucking the, the dicks. Jerks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're at a different, they're like at the medieval stage. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they're like dark ages and dark age dolphins. Dude, there they we go. Up, they picked up like one listen of like anarchy in the UK and it was all downhill from there for them. I have to go. Oh yeah. Anarchy in the UK. That like manufactured band the Sex Pistols really oh, yeah. got them excited about yeah, they were totally legit. <laughs> so like uh, Mike Mad Mike brings up that he wants a tire pressure gauge that sings William Shatner's version of Rocket Man while you wait for the results. And I think it's going to be <laughs> a long time till we get to 40 PSI. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk, though, waiting on inflating your tires. Maybe it's just a buying old used tires game situation, but it's a bummer. 
<laughs> if you're in that buying used tires game, F's in the chat. <laughs> or what are like always, has anyone, have you guys ever like had to rent a tire? There's always oh, those places that are like no. rent a tire. Rent a tire. That sounds Yeah, there's a few awful. places that are like rent a tire. I don't know if it's like I've legit rental. Oh, jeez. That's yeah. Vonnegut reference. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, this is the Vonnegut fellow over here. Yeah, although I don't... Which, which book was that? That's Sirens of Mar... Or Sirens of Titan? Titan? Yeah. Okay. It's Rented been, a tent. Rented a tent. You yeah, know, it's been... I don't know if I ever read that one. I've read a few of them, but... <laughs> okay, anyway, so Rented a Tire. Grayley's yeah. Tire on Eastern, you guys. Local reference. Grayley's tire on, Tires on Eastern. Sometimes I'll get a... That's a used tire place. Okay. Sometimes I'll get a used tire from them, pay a used tire price, and it still has the little the little fingies on it. Like when you get a new tire and there's little... Uh, Little dangles, yeah. you know, those yeah, little yeah. pokies out of it, little uh, little dingle tennis. So the, my tire still had the antennas on it. It was like a new car that got crashed or something. Yeah. And yeah, sick still deal. Grayley's nice. tires. Salvage the tires. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. I always wonder if like they actually rent out tires, like you have to return it. It's got to be like rent pay, a, like, real a fee, or, or if it's like, or if it's like just make payments That's like every week. Payments. It's got to be a rent to own kind of thing. Rent to own, yeah. It just sounds, it's a, a silly concept. The though. word rent is like less intimidating marketing, I think, is the deal compared to finance. feels more like a commitment. Yeah, lease. Yeah, lease but I don't, I don't know. Like, so that'd be like rent to tire. Could you, is that a thing you can do, really? I think yeah. like language-wise, yeah. I haven't seen it. I just assumed. I thought you I've said you've done this. I've seen a few this? places. No. I was curious. <laughs> but I've seen a few places that are like rent to tire. <coughs> rent a wheel. Rent I thought it was just yeah. rent a wheel. Like you want dope wheels, but you don't want to commit. Yeah. Yeah. You got to show off for the weekend. You want them salad That's shooters? That's what it's for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. You guys, this is the tail end. We're, That's true. We're, in the, we're on the highway to the danger zone. That's right. It's time for news, Chug. Uh, this one was kind of interesting. So because, like, we're not going to have concerts ever again. <laughs> uh, so the string quartet is playing in this like auditorium and it was going to be empty but they're going to broadcast um the performance but this artist came up with the idea to fill all the seats with plants yeah, shrubbery yeah so there's like 2300 house plants uh, <laughs> in all these seats and it looks those pretty it looks pretty dope from the stage but what is after that thing can you I imagine how well those plants are going to grow after that concert Oh, yeah, they're fucking brilliant. Have you guys dealt with, like, rental plants or anything? Like, those plants are probably going in the dumpster. It's probably really sad. This is probably, like, a plant apocalypse going on. Like, I'd really... Not that I'm, like, super, like, animal activist for plants, but th I really feel bad for these plants. But probably, you think those plants are just going to be thrown out after that? I worry that's the case. I mean, who's going to take them home and, like, plant them? Where are they going to go? House plants? Plant. Who, needs, who needs all those house plants? There's so many people's worth of house plants. I mean, it's just the staff and stuff can't take home that many i mean like like bouquets after a wedding it's gonna be like a plant apocalypse after uh, this i'm feeling I'm bad sure you could find enough people to like take a plant for free but no i, I saw that picture and yeah it looks pretty it, dope yeah it looks great cool <laughs> idea might as well do like creative stuff with broadcast performances because that's well you know that's key with this time right now because we can't really do live performances so yeah like for myself i've been focusing on writing and recording you know it's like i always wanted to put more time into that anyway and now i have the opportunity so i'm trying to use it wisely yeah and yeah i've been making kind of gadgets for yeah, that just too. find new avenues for creativity custom midi controllers doing a lot of custom midi controllers 
So and then I see like a lot of people are just gauging to just like smaller, just solo performances, like jam sessions in your house if you want to like practice shit, you know, but yeah. broadcasting that a lot more, uh, which is cool. Everyone should broadcast their shit all day. Whoa, there's well, so I, many I things. I just got a new board, so I could, one of the reasons so I could do exactly that and have decent sound. Yeah, you nice. know, for a live cast. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Trying to find this particular plants. Okay, so the string quartet one. So, another, a couple quick. Can we talk about that black hole that just threw out a flare? We've only got like a minute. Also, prisons are experimenting with ayahuasca. Thank goodness. Yeah, that's what we want to touch on. We're talking about the prison system and the corruption of that and like how we imprison more than like any other country besides Brazil. This is by like tenfold. And uh, the privatized prisons, all that stuff is ridiculous. But if we can treat some people with ayahuasca, and well, actually this is, get some actually, treatment in prison. That's actually in Brazil that they're doing that. Oh, <laughs> oh twist. Yeah. America is not... It's going to be a while before we start exper- or actually like testing psychedelics for therapeutic purposes. I mean, there's a few states that are doing it with like uh, ketamine and mushrooms and stuff, but it's, it's very few people. Good luck even getting coffee creamer in American prison. Right. Oh, no, only, only on, like, the black market in prison you can get, like, everything. But you guys, Scoop coming in. The smoke is from Mount Charleston. Yeah, yeah. Apparently. Oh, yeah, I didn't know Mount that. Charleston's on fire. We got a dust storm. That's why we call it dank news, because it's totally expired by the time you hear know. about yeah, it from I me. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that Charleston was on fire. At least fire the murder again. hornets aren't out today. Yeah, we were late on that one, yeah, too. Yeah, although, no, they're, I think they're getting sneaky. That's what it is. They've been practicing their ninja skills. So they're ninja murder ho- no murder hornet assassins astride a cyber horse yeah yeah astride a cyber <laughs> horse they apparently came from japan too uh so that makes sense the cyber horses or the hornets both both <laughs> where else would a cyber horse come from if not japan right yeah, exactly we did scoop joe rogan a few times though in past episodes True. yeah there's a lot of times when we brought up something like uh, a good date or a week before jamie brought it up for joe for joe these yeah. houseplants in this theater looks amazing. You guys got to at least click on this link. This looks gorgeous, even oh, though I feel bad for these the plants. Yeah. yeah, it's so, so beautiful. Dope. Look at that That's spread. Nice. And so then how about this last one to end on a positive note? The black and holes? Look at the black holes, too, by the way. Then what you were going to say, Greg. Yeah, without dumping jumping all that science stuff, because, you know, on a, when I say we're going out on a positive note, we're not doing that. Yeah, because I have no idea what's going on with these flares from a black hole anyway. Yeah, it's, it, we would, all take, it study would take that. longer than It's a, not a dank enough. But anyway, so... This, this girl fell into a diabetic coma from drinking two uh, large boba teas every day for a month. Oh. And it was enough to... That's the ones with the tapioca, right? Why yeah. is this Fox News? Of course, Fox News like, is that's anti-boba. All, that's you just find fucked up news. The I left try, wing drinks boba. I the boba find, is killing them. <laughs> I try to find like some fucked up stuff or like, weird <laughs> stuff. And it's always Fox News that has it. Good stock photo, but this person is a weakling. I could definitely, I could, I think we could drink boba tea twice a day for a month and be fine. Roughly twenty-five times higher than normal. Twenty-five times. She just, uh, like Coca-Cola, could have done this. Yeah. Boba tea ain't got nothing on Dr. Pepper. That's some hardcore. I'm mad. (laughs) Hardcore boba tea addiction. (laughs) I'm sure we all have our vices, you know. My table slam scared me. I did that harder than I meant to. But I'm mad about this. Outraged. Okay. But we got to leave. We've got to hand it over to Kevin and the Grungy Faucet on RadioVegas.rocks. Oh, here we go. No, it's this one. Here we go. 
Any last things? Any last shout-outs? Thank you very much for having me. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. If you want to hear some locally produced music, bandcamp.com slash Aaron Archer. Link Sweet. to greasyconversation.com. Click on this episode. Click on Aaron's name, and you'll get right over there. Thank you. Stay tuned.